Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. J.J. Peterson. Hi, J.J. Hello, Don. J.J., you won't believe who's on the podcast today. Who, who, who? Kula Callahan. Yay! One of my boss. favorite people. You and my <laughs> boss. <laughs> yes. It's funny because we she really is our boss. Yeah. We actually- She we, runs we, the content there's team. There's four of us who office in a room together. Nobody has a bigger desk or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. And we're in charge of getting things written down. Yep. <laughs> creating content. And she's our boss, and we love Kula. She's just just a rising star in our company, has yeah. been for years. Blows me away yeah. all the time. So we actually trusted her enough. We said, look, we're getting all these proposals. People send us proposals yes. all the time to do business, and they're awful. Horrible. <laughs> they're awful. A proposal is a marketing document. Yes. People don't realize that. Yes. And they're just terrible. Yeah. We don't even read them. No. Or we make fun of them. Or because we get through the first couple pages and, and we're we get like, really cynical. Yep. And we surprise, can't. Do surprise, surprise. Because we're not going to trust people if we they can't. I mean, if no. we're a marketing agency and you're trying to market to us, if you can't do it well in the first couple pages, it erodes trust we, so we can't fast. Trust you. So we actually went to Coolit and said, Would you create a course called Proposals Made Simple and yeah. help people figure out how to do this? And she took a year, yep. researched it, shot the course. It's wonderful. Yeah. And so Kula's going to, in this interview, Kula's going to actually tell us everything that she found out. Yeah. Yeah. And that she learned, and then the process that you you go through to create a great proposal. Yeah. So uh, our boss, <laughs> it's weird to be proud of your boss. I really am I'm so proud of her. Like uh, you just say her name, and both of us smile. Yeah, like, Every, anybody smiles. Yeah. All right. So our boss, Cool Account, is going to teach you to make good proposals. By the way, if you're not making proposals, it is a huge mistake. Yep. Huge mistake if you're not sending proposals. If you're just sending emails with deal points, huge mistake. Yep. And we're going to explain why. Here's my conversation with Kula Callahan. Kula Callahan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Don. Sometimes you're the co-host, but now am, you're the star. I am the star. Finally, I'm in the spotlight <laughs> where I belong. And for good reason, you just filmed a course on proposals. I did. Now, let me ask you this. Why do you think we made a decision to focus an enormous amount of money and energy on this obscure idea <laughs> that your proposals are not good enough? Because a lot of people aren't sending out proposals at all. That's right. Or they're sending out a bunch of deal points in an email. Right. Or they're sending out documents with a ton of legalese language that none of their clients uh, understand, and they're losing the deal because of it. I don't think people realize how much proposals are actually competitive advantage. Oh, they 100% are. And that's the reason that we spent so much energy and time producing this course, <laughs> because the proposal is an often overlooked step of the sales process, but yep. it could be what helps your brand beat the competition and what helps your brand become remembered. So when you think about it, if someone is, you know, looking to hire you or hire a consulting firm or even hire a lawn care right. specialist for their house. Especially something like lawn care because you never get a proposal with lawn care. You just get you get an email get that has a, a price. Right. So the the customer is usually shopping about four or five brands. And if you think about it, you aren't in direct communication with those other brands, but you are in competition with those other people. And so how do you stand out in the customer's mind when they are serving, if you will, a bunch of different companies that they're looking to hire? Now, I will say this. As we looked at proposals as you prepared this course over, I don't know, a year and a half ago, most of the proposals that we looked at were worse than not sending a proposal. So we have <laughs> to be right. very careful totally. when we say proposals work. They can actually crush you. They can. Or they can stand out right. if they are done correctly. And so what our recommendation, your recommendation, because it's your course, you're the yeah. one on camera, <laughs> and you're the one who researched it, your recommendation is 
yes, send proposals, but do it right. Do it right. You and have to do it right. And it's easier it. to do it right than it is to not do it right. It's really easy to do it right. As long as your proposal obeys just a few rules that I talk about in the course, your brand will stand out and you were you will win more deals. You just will. Okay, let's talk about the problems that exist because you are sending out mediocre proposals or no proposals at all. Low close rate. Yes, low close rate. So let's think about everything that has to go right to even get to the proposal phase of a sales conversation. You've had, you've prospected well, so you have qualified leads in your ecosystem. Your sales team has done a great job on ramping those people to the actual sales conversation. You get stressed about the sales conversation. You get on the phone. You might be a little shaky, but then you end the sales conversation in that meeting or on the phone confident that you might have gotten the deal and you're really excited because the person gave you a verbal yes and then you get to the proposal phase and you're so excited about winning this deal that you just throw an email together. There's probably some typos in it. It's not beautifully designed and you send it to the customer and they don't ever write you back. <laughs> and it's so sad. Yeah. It's so much wasted time and energy. And really, if your proposal had followed these rules that we teach in the course, you would have won that deal and, and the, all of your energy would have been for gain. The reality is you're bogging people down with too much unnecessary information with most proposals. Totally. And that's one of the reasons that you're not closing the deal. You're losing deals to competition. And this is really frustrating with an inferior product. Yes. There's it's the, the big myth. If you've got the better product, you're going to win. Lie. Lie. It is a lie. In and fact, if you have the better proposal and the worst product, you're going to win. That's true. And if you think about it, the proposal is really your last chance to clarify in your customer's mind the value that they're going to get mm -hmm. if they do hire you. And so if your proposal doesn't communicate that, or if your competition's proposal communicates that to them in a clearer way, they're looking at two documents and they're always going to go with the one that's more clear and more interesting. So if your proposal is boring and doesn't offer that last bit of clarity in your customer's mind about the value they're going to get if they do business with you, then your competition, who has a worse product than you, is going to win. The idea here is the, the answer answer to confusion is always no. And if you've put the bits of information that create clarity in different emails and phone conversations and lunches, but never put them together in one place, you are confusing your customer and you're going to lose. You're going to lose revenue and you're going to have underwhelmed clients and prospects. Talk to me about how a proposal affects though the long sales cycle. Okay, let's think about the sales conversation. If you get to the proposal phase and you send your customer a proposal that is vague or boring or not interesting, you're actually postponing them saying yes to you. Right. So if they have a proposal, they have to reread and reread and reread to remember what you actually offer them, right. or they're confused about how they actually say yes and do business with you, the sales cycle is much longer than it in reality could be. Right. As soon as they get to clearly understanding how they're going to get a return on this, they're probably going to write you a check. 100%. Right, or approve the deal. So if you make, the problem is your proposal is not getting them there. Right. And if you make that process confusing for them, then it's going to take a lot longer and your sales cycles are going to be a lot longer. So with a clear proposal, that can actually shorten quite significantly. Yep. We just had a, a sales consultant come in and we were talking to them and they said, ah, you know, I don't like proposals. People don't like to read them. And what she was describing was bad proposals. Yes. So yes. she's right. But what she's describing is you open the proposal, you read the first page, you go, this isn't interesting, and you put it away to deal with tomorrow. And of course, dealing with it tomorrow means you're never, ever going to deal with it at all. Can I read you an excerpt from a proposal Please. that, that <laughs> a, a colleague of mine received? And this is literally why we're making this course, because this customer lost the deal. And you know they probably have a great product. They probably make their customers a lot of money. But their proposal is so bad. Let's go. Okay. It's in... I want to say this with <laughs> kindness. I offer this feedback. We're not, I'm not throwing them under the bus. We're not throwing them. We're under the not bus. naming them. 
But this is what so many of our customers are doing, what so many of our podcast listeners are doing, and it's a really easy fix. So if your proposal sounds anything like what I'm about to read, please get the course when it comes out and read your proposal. Or send it to us and we can read it on the air. That's true. And make fun Ooh, of it. Ooh, that would be fun. We won't make fun of it. Dom might, but I'm Forward not, us so. the worst proposal you've ever received. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Here's what it says. This is in the cover letter. So the cover letter is designed to get your customer to actually read the proposal. Right. So if your cover letter is this bad, you guys, no one's reading it. Okay. Here's what it says. Company name is committed to and passionate about helping its clients increase awareness, demonstrate leadership, educate communities, and move audiences to act. We, <laughs> we are well qualified to manage a research-driven initiative that delivers the results you desire and help you achieve your strategic goals. And we fundamentally understand how important it is to select a trusted, capable partner for this important work. Okay, that sounded like a run-on sentence because it is. That entire thing was one sentence. <laughs> comma, comma, comma. Okay, Don, guess what this company does based on that. Oh, I have no idea. They, they offer some sort of, they help you reach your strategic goals. That's the only thing I heard. I don't actually know what strategic goals are. I know what goals are, but I don't know what strategic goals either. are. So I would say they are an executive coaching firm. Wrong. <laughs> they're a visual branding firm. They do graphic design. <laughs> and that's what their cover letter says. Yeah, their cover letter says, if you aren't proud of your brand and you don't love it, you don't want to put it on T-shirts and tell everybody about it, we can actually make you look really great. Yes. That's all it needs to say. That is all it needs to say. And I Strategic think goals, partnerships, synergy, <laughs> so circling back to the oh, algorithm. Man. I know. You guys, we're making it so much harder than it should be. Your proposal is just a reiteration of the value you offer your clients, the problem that you solve for them, and what you can do, how you can make their life better on the other side of doing business with you. It's way simpler than we're making it. I'll be right back with the rest of my interview with Kula Callahan in just a moment. On this episode, we're talking about Proposals Made Simple, but did you know there are four more courses at Business Made Simple University? We've also got a course on messaging, on marketing, on mission statement, and even a course on the Enneagram, emotional intelligence. If you go to businessmadesimple.com, you can get the courses that you need to become a competent professional and a value-driven member of your team. If you'd like to offer more value to the organization that you either own or work for, go to businessmadesimple.com. Every course is not pie-in-the-sky white papers about trade with China that you will never use. It's actually information that you can use to bring more value to yourself, your career, and to the organization you work for. We need frameworks that help us become better team members, and these frameworks will do that for you. Go to businessmadesimple.com, businessmadesimple.com. Let's talk about the five mistakes people make. This is where we get really get into the, the, the nitty-gritty here. Yeah, what are the fun. five mistakes that people make when they send proposals? Okay, the first one is this. They make the proposal about themselves. But shouldn't we? No! <laughs> you absolutely should not. Again, we're making it way more complicated. People don't like try having to brag about themselves to get business. And for whatever reason, most business they owners- They feel like they have to. They feel like they have to. Can I give you an example? This isn't Please a proposal. Do. But I'm driving to the office the other day. You know how they're building that uh, at Belmont University? There's like They're redoing that apartment yes, complex yes, right yes. next to Belmont. Mm -hmm. There's a fence around the construction site. And then there's banners along the fence that has the name of the construction company, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And, and their tagline is, we are building. And so I literally mm. thought, you know, if you would actually say, we can build your vision, you'd do more business. Yep. 
because yeah, we are building sounds cute, but it's about you. Yeah. And I don't know what's in it for me. I'm glad you are building. Right. 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 But if I have a vision, I want to build it. You haven't articulated that you can do that for me. Totally. Yeah. Multiply that times a thousand. And that's the proposals that we send out. Yeah. It's always about the customer. Yes. It should always be about the customer. And the reason for that is your proposal should be an invitation to your customer to do business with you. Yeah. And so if you're talking about yourself and your proposal, that offers no invitation. It does not get me excited about giving you money. I'm still trying to figure out the value you're going to help me experience, the problem you're going to help me resolve. And if it's about you, I'm just uninterested and it's a dead end. Yeah. Let me give you a couple examples. Let's say you meet a doctor and you've got some headaches and Kalua, this is fictional. You don't have headaches. But if the, <laughs> if the doctor called and said, hey, Kula, I want you to come in. I'm a naturopath doctor and I've been in business for 12 years and my grandfather actually did this. I learned it from him. And we have a really great office with some great potted plants. In fact, we have cats that roam our <laughs> office. I'd love for you to come in. That's doctor one. Okay. Doctor two, you met up at the same party. He calls and says, Kula, he's leaving you a message. Kula, good to meet you at the party the other day. I know you deal with migraines at two o'clock almost every day. I know why, and I can fix it. If you can come down on Thursday, I'll meet with you. Who's going to do more business? Number two. <laughs> Number two. Although the cats kind of intrigue me a little bit. <laughs> We're not bit talking more about dating, Kula. <laughs> We're talking about the actual doctor who's going to fix the headache. Okay, 100% doctor number two, because he made it about me. That's right. He made it about me. And he made it about your problem and solving your problem. 100%. All right. Number two, what's the second thing? The second mistake that most people make with their proposals is this. It's long and it's boring. Boring. It's boring. And boring. The, the reason that it's boring is because it's filled with words that literally don't mean anything. We <laughs> talked about it earlier in that example I said. But research-driven, initiative, uh, fundamentally understand how important it is to select a trust. I mean, all of this stuff that just doesn't mean anything. Raise it, your hand if you want to. It sounds smart. It sounds smart. It sounds like a law school textbook. There and you raise go. your hand if you want to read one of those. I don't. No one. No yeah. one wants to read one. So if your proposals are if they're too long, number one, people aren't going to read them and they aren't going to say yes. If they're boring, guess what? No one's going to read that either. Yeah. It's not interesting. How do you add drama? You start with the problem. Yeah, problem is drama. Problem. That's why the news covers everything from a dramatic problem perspective. Yeah, and the second that it doesn't get dramatic anymore, it's not on the news. That's exactly and it. And there's a reason for that. People are drawn to conflict. It's interesting, and they want to see it resolved. So shorten your proposal, number one, and make and it don't, interesting. don't be afraid to come off as dumb. You're not going to come off as dumb. What you really want to do is come off as interesting. Yep. We just yep. had this conversation with the sales team the other day. They said, you know, I kind of want to say it this way, but I don't want to be manipulative or dramatic. No, you will not come off as dramatic. Right. You won't. Right. You just won't. People are used to, in media, in written word, they're used to highs and lows. That's true. And when you present middle, they throw it out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you've got to have some sense of drama. Right. And he's going to say this. People are like, gosh, he wants me to write these really soap opera e proposals. <laughs> Let me just be honest with you. You can't. Your <laughs> version of a correct. soap opera dramatic proposal is going to be mildly interesting at best, yes, right? Yes, yes. You've only gone too far if the proposal is also a murder mystery. <laughs> if it's a real whodunit. If there's blood on the hands of your proposal. Um, that's true, though. And, you know, we talk about this a lot with our marketing and messaging stuff, but that contrast of high than low than high than low yeah. keeps people engaged. Yep. Something great could happen to you if you do business with me, but it's not. Something terrible is happening to you right. now. But if you do business with me, something great would happen, but it's terrible what's right. happening to you now. Right. That's contrast. That's how a narrative works. Yep. 
All right, number three, the number three problem that people have with their proposals. Oh, this is a good one. Your proposal frames the price as a spend, not an investment. It frames it as this is what it's going to cost you yes. rather than you're going to make X amount totally. off of it. And it's a very good investment that you get a return on. Right. Here's what you need to remember. Human beings are hardwired to not spend money, mm -hmm. right? They're hardwired to not spend money. So if you frame the cost of your product or service as something they have to spend money on, then they're not going to be willing to move forward and do business with they you. They are hardwired also to make money. To make money, right. So And they'll give $5 to get 10 100%. Because so, they see it as the gaining of five. That's exactly right. So if you frame the cost of your product or service as an investment that will get them a return, a positive financial return, then they will be much more likely to do business with you. And in the course, I actually go through exactly how you frame the price of your product or service as an investment, not a spend. But you got to remember that people don't want to just give away their money to give away their money. They are looking for an investment. They're looking for a return. So you've yep. got to use that language. And in the, co in in the course, you actually talk about how to do it. Exactly right. All right. Number four. Number we already four, covered this, but we we, sort of let's did. cover it again. But here is one of the most common mistakes we see is that your proposal doesn't start with the problem. Yeah. It doesn't start with the problem. And why do you need to start with the problem? It's because people don't pay attention until there's conflict. That's it's right. It's true in movies. It's true in life. It's true in media. It's also true in your proposals. So if you start your proposal talking about you know yourself or your executive summary or your company history, they really aren't paying attention. So the faster you can get to the problem that you solve for your customer in your proposal, the more immediately they're going to start paying attention. The more likely they'll be to actually read the whole thing because they are yearning for a resolution to the problem that right. you started. How are you going to resolve this? Your opening yes. story loops. Yes. You'll notice this whenever you're watching uh, TV now. The, the last movie that Betsy and I watched is called Troop Zero. You've oh, seen I love it. That it's on movie. Amazon Prime. So Everybody sweet. watch Troop Zero. It's a good family friendly yes. movie. There's a little bit of language. There is a little bit uh, of language. But other than that, it is just a wonderful, wonderful movie. We've got this little group of birdie scouts in Georgia yes. who are yes. trying to get to the the regional meetup and perform this little thing. Of course, you know, you're not going to let them get there easy. Right. Right. They got to right. overcome the mm -hmm. kind of crabby lady in town who doesn't want, then they've got to get all their badges. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a financial problem. School. Then bullies are keeping them. Then the other, the troop of like rich girls doesn't <laughs> want them to go. And then if there wasn't conflict in every step, you'd have no story. That's right. You'd yeah. have no story. So if there is no conflict in your proposal, there is no reason to keep reading it. 100%. You got to have it. The other thing you want to remember here is that the only reason that that prospect called you in the first place is because they have a problem yep. that they need to solve. And if you're not talking about it, you seem out to lunch. 100%. You're not paying attention to yes. their life. Yes. And a lot of people push back when we when we talk about this because they you know don't want to be negative and sort of gloomy and doomy in their marketing and messaging and in their proposals. But the reality is... The only reason people are looking for you is because they're in pain and mm -hmm. they are looking for relief for that pain, mm -hmm. whether it's my yard is overgrown, I've got headaches at 2 p.m. every single day, uh, my website isn't working, whatever it is, they're coming to you in pain, they're frustrated, and you have got to speak to that frustration and then show how your product is a resolution to That's that. That's right. Okay, then finally, the fifth problem. This one, man, it drives me insane. But your proposal is making it hard for your customer to say yes. <laughs> it makes it hard to say to yes. Do. The opposite of what we want to do. And if it's hard for your customer to say yes to doing business with you, they are not going to do business with you. It yeah. seems like the most elementary thing to think about. But if you put 
obstacles in the path to the cash register for your customers. That's They're right. not going to pay you. They're not going to give you money. We got to film a video of like of, 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 <laughs> yes. of some retailers tackling somebody as they try to get to the cash totally. register and yes. put money into it. Yes. Because that's so much of what we try to do. How are we making it hard to say yes, though? We're using a lot of elusive language. We're not even telling them what we want them to do next. We're not calling yeah. them to they action a in a clear step. way. They need a next step. And if you add friction to that process, to the path that leads to the sale for you, guess what? Your customers are out. You know, there's some studies that have been done. There's a book called Customer Experience out there, but there's been a lot of studies that have been done. I want to be careful how I say this, that say if you have fantastic customer service, fantastic, mm-hmm. like you go above and beyond mm-hmm. for your customers and it's amazing and you just love them and you develop a great relationship and you develop trust, you will get beat by a company that has terrible customer service as long as the company with terrible customer service makes it easier to buy. Yes. In other words, so what people true. want more than great customer service is an easy path to give you my money in right. exchange for a solution to a problem. 100%. So I think we're focusing a lot on customer service because we're people pleasers and right. we want people right. to like right. us. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. We should right. do that. But we need to focus on how am I making it hard for people to give me money? Yeah. And in our proposals, we're doing it all the time. 100%. I mean, imagine going back to that doctor scenario earlier. If I had migraines every day at 2 p.m. and they made it impossible for me to get the medication. Like I went to the pharmacy, went to the pharmacy desk, asked them for my medication. They said, well, you're going to have to go this way instead of, you know, to this pharmacy. If they made it hard for me to get the medication for my headache, my headache's not going away. And yep. I'm even more frustrated. Now, now I'm mad. Right. Totally. And that's what's happening with our customers when we send them proposals that makes it hard to say yes. Not only are we not getting paid, but you add to your customer's frustration because they desperately want a way out of their misery, yeah. if you will. And when you make it hard to say yes, it just makes them even more frustrated. All right. Every department in your company, including you as the leader of the company, needs to be creating proposals. And you need to create yes. these as templates that you can then just go in and cut and paste different things in the template and send it via email. Now you say, Don, people don't read proposals. They don't read proposals because they're bad. 100%. They're yes. bad. So yes. you just make a good one and they're going to read it. Kula, what's in the course? I want to talk about what happens after people go through the, yeah. the course and create great proposals. Walk me through the videos that are in the course. What do yeah. you walk us through? So there is a seven-part proposal template. It's that called Proposals Made Simple. It is called Proposals Made Simple. And yeah. it, it makes it really simple to send a proposal that will win you the deal. So in the course, I walk through the seven parts of what makes a winning proposal. And I give you examples of each part, and then I actually teach you how to craft that part of your proposal for yourself. And in the workbook that you have to follow along uh, the videos with, you will actually write out each section You'll create of your a proposal. proposal. You will have, by the end of this course, a great proposal template that you can use immediately that very day, send to customers and win more deals. You've and made it simple. I've made it simple. <laughs> and I'm I hesitate to say I promise, but I can almost guarantee that if you go through this course and create the proposal and send it that day, you will hear back from prospects that have gone dark or leads that have gone cold because this proposal is designed to catch people's attention, on-ramp them to the point of sale in a very short amount of time and get you paid. And again, it seems really simple, but if you aren't presenting proposals, then this course is definitely going to help you increase your revenue. And if you're sending proposals and you see that all of your clients are going dark after you send those proposals, this will help them move forward and actually help you close the deal. So grab whoever it is in your office that needs to create a proposal. Open up Business Made Simple University. It's the new course, Proposals Made Simple. Watch it. Create a couple of template proposals there in the room. It's going to take you a couple hours. Get it done and use them forevermore and then watch your revenue increase. If you already have Business Made Simple University, Kula, how much if you already have the university does Proposals Made Simple cost? 
Nothing. It's free. Zero it's just going to show up in your platform. You pay us nothing. So it's there. And 10,000 of you or more, yeah, more actually have Business Made Simple University. If you don't, go to businessmadesimpleuniversity.com right now. It's 275 bucks. Get all the courses. That's messaging, marketing, mission statement, guiding principles, Enneagram with Ian Cron, and now proposals, proposals. with Kula Callahan. We all need it. So if we go through this course and change our proposals, we will get what? Well, you're going to increase your close rate, number one. So the yep. number of proposals you send out will actually yield yeses from your customers. That's so right. your close rate is going to go way up. Your sales cycle is going to be shorter because people are going to be more quick to respond to your proposals. You're going to win more deals, like straight up. People are going to say yes to you much more often than they previously have. You're going to become the brand that people remember and engage with. So you're in competition all the time. You want to be the brand that people remember. So not only are you getting a yes from your customers, but your customers are then telling all of their friends that they need to hire you. And then you're just going to stand out from the competition. So you are going to be the brand that people go to for the product or service that you sell. And you are going to beat the competition. You're going to beat those people who are have an inferior product, but a clearer proposal. Because with your new proposal template, you will have a clear way for your customers to say yes. And they will say yes. All right. Two people are going to benefit from this. One are people who do not send proposals and you need to. And the others who send bad proposals. Which is everyone. <laughs> which is everyone. <laughs> so uh, next time we get a bad proposal from you. We're going to hit reply and say, watch this course and try again. <laughs> Kula, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Don. Kula did well. She did fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to find somebody who understands narrative. Yeah. They understand business. They understand the bottom line and they're actually a good presenter. Yep. And yeah, her and I, you know, we've been working with you for years now and her and I actually cut our teeth coaching businesses Probably about five years ago, we started coaching hundreds of businesses through this process mm -hmm. and have seen over and over how people just drop the ball. They've got the sale almost closed. It's yeah. so close. Yeah. And they're they at, the fumble at the five at the yard, one yard line. Yeah. And all of a sudden they drop the ball. And we saw it's happened over to me, and over. man. I've been I'm telling you, I've been right there yeah. with with certainly very close to a million dollar deal. Yeah. I wanted it. Yeah. I wanted it. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. A week went by, didn't get a proposal, didn't get any sort of summation. I kind of thought, you know, I think the guy's too busy to really focus on us. Yeah. You know, he would send me emails, even video. He uh -huh. would videotape himself or video uh -huh. record himself on the phone. He'd send me a video text message. Uh -huh. He never sent me a proposal. Yeah. And what he was saying to me was, I'm really busy with a lot of other stuff. You will never be my priority. Yep. And I didn't do the deal. Yep. And yeah, we just saw away. over and over and we're like, no more. Not Nobody that we know needs to deal with no, that anymore. too busy. Yep. I mean, that's what that, yeah, maybe he's not too busy. That's how he's coming off. So yeah, proposal is a way to get succinct information, to get it all right there so that I can clearly have something to accept or reject. That guy lost eight hundred, at least $800,000. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah. All right, proposalsmadesimple.com or businessmadesimple.com. Either way, Business Made Simple gets you the online platform. Proposals Made Simple tells you more about the course. Thanks so much for coming on, Kula. All right, music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's music on Apple Music or Spotify. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. <laughs> <laughs>